Hello and welcome to our fourth episode of MiraCast, Wild Dreamer Productions' very own podcast, telling you everything you need to hear about theatre in Auckland, in New Zealand, Australia, and all around the world, and what it takes to bring to life an international stage production. My name is George, and I'm joined today by Marianne. Hello, Marianne. Hi, how's it going? I am so good today. It is another beautiful day here on this side of the world. But how are you going today? I'm good. Um, it's really nice and sunny here in Auckland as well, on my side of the world. Um, but yeah, it's been good. I'm just in my home office and doing the creative chugging along. <laughs> That's awesome. We actually got to speak to Richard the other day, also from Auckland. It's it's so great that we're getting to connect with some of you guys on, on that side of um, the world as well. But for everyone who doesn't know who you are or hasn't seen you before, introduce yourself for us. Who are you? All right. Um, my name is Marianne Infante. I'm a Filipino New Zealand creative in Auckland at the moment. Um, I did my acting training at Unitech and ever since I graduated in 2016, I've worked as a full-time creative acting, producing, and now I've recently jumped into writing. Um, but yeah, I'm one of the producers for Proudly Asian Theatre Company, a theatre company based in Auckland. And... That's me to a T, like wow. for now. <laughs> Sounds like you have a, well, a bit of a resume with the creative arts there. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get into all that and how has it now kind of spanned into to writing? How has your, your, your journey through the creative arts looked? Oh, how far back do I want to go? <laughs> um, well, I've always, I've, I've always really enjoyed um, performance. Uh, I started as a dancer, actually. Um, from a very young age and I did dance and drama in high school and then you know when you kind of get to the daunting part of the end of high school era when you're like what do I do with my life I sort of just went straight to drama school and luckily I got um, selected and then the next three years was an incredible time to unravel who I was or who I want to be, what I want to do, what was, you know, the great question of what is my purpose in life. And from dancing to acting, I just sort of realized that I'm a storyteller and I have a mission to create awareness um, and be a big part of this movement to represent and amplify marginalized and minority stories and ever since then I've just sort of leaned into it and I'm really grateful that I now work and partner with Proudly Asian Theatre Company with Chai Ling Huang and um, James Roque, the um, co-founder of the company and just really leaned into it. I also work with um, kids a lot so which is why Mira is such a beautiful and it's such a joy to be a part of the company because there's so many children involved so I teach at Point Chef Drama Club with Nicole Whippy. I also work with Mind Over Manor, which is a neurodiversity um, focused group that uh, presents workshops and shows around schools for parents, um, teacher aides, educators to assist and spread awareness regarding kids with um, that are neurodivergent and we do so through the creative arts and performance. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> tell, tell us more about that. How, how do you guys influence the arts with, with helping those kids? What, what kind of things do you guys do? 
Um, well, the thing is, so I've always, I've always come on, on board into that um, group as an actor. And what we do is we have a really wonderful facilitator, um, Susan Haldane, who brings in her life experience as a mother of a neurodivergent kid and what she's found in terms of just through living the life is that there are so many people out there that require the support um you know as a parent and even more so from my end because I grew up with a cousin um who had cerebral palsy and um it's just been really close to home in terms of really wanting to spread the love and you know go go around schools and even show other children in the schools you know that hey there are other people in your school that are wired differently and that are special and genius in their own way and through through that little contact and communication we can sort of not other people and be inclusive and you know show people that there are other ways of um being involved in these people's lives other than you know excluding them or seeing them as weird or bullying and essentially we're a part of that conversation to create assistance of how do we normalize the conversations and how do we provide care for these people that's that's really amazing and so great to hear but also what i guess the arts is is all about is is spreading that love and and almost normalizing difficult conversations that Mm -hmm. are just almost difficult or can get bogged down in words and yeah i I mean often the the power of theater and bringing people together exactly and i think the arts is you know the uh, someone told me someone great um juanique uh juanite um jonah juanite said that the arts uh is for the subconscious um and i you know art reflects life and what more you know, what better use to talk to com- um, to people in communities that you wouldn't be able to in normal, you know, life context than actually tell them or give them an insight on other people's lives and the classic put yourself in someone else's shoes. And I think the arts is the best medium to, to get those messages and themes across. And some, you know, the right people will always listen. And, yeah, you can just do so much and hopefully people will engage. Absolutely. And that, I think that makes me even more blessed to have you as part of our, our Wild Dreamer productions and Mirror, Mirror Dream as well. Um, but, you know, we have, we have a lot of people in, in the team and all from, from different backgrounds or with different, different uh, journeys that's brought them to where they are now. Um, we have Arthi who um, pursued her, her, her medical career, her, mm. her health career, and, um, but also studying um, dance and, and especially a lot of Indian dance along the side as well, like professional education. And we also got to speak to Rishab last week, the assistant director, and I know someone you're very familiar with, yeah. um, who started out as a lawyer and more so grew it into his passion and made it his own. But mm-hmm. obviously with you going through drama school and, and taking a, a very much more like almost formalized approach, how do you think that that helped you in, in your development of your creative flair? And, and stepping into your own oh well I mean to be honest drama school and I mean in my own personalized view of it it literally just helped me figure out what it's what it is to be human um I mean you know you get you get the um, the voice and the movement technique which I'm forever grateful for but at the end of the day the three years of deconstructing um the way I work and really figuring out 
how I function in the world in the grand scheme of the creative world and also just figuring out it's I I think every time someone asks me what did you do in drama school and I just remember the first year was really all about how how do you breathe properly and how do you walk like how do you like such a mundane thing to think about but it was definitely not something I thought about in terms of what what the hell I'd be getting up to in drama school but yeah just how to be human how to feel how to express how to communicate and how to be present in your life because it you know it could get so cluttered and as an artist I find that you know your job is to communicate and how do you communicate as a blank canvas and then layering that with the stories and the characters you want to you know immerse yourself in um but yeah, doing drama school just made me realize that the the the, the arts is such a powerful um, channel, and it's especially in the recent times that uh, New Zealand is dealing with it's it's a it's a healing process for many of us. I find that it's therapy. It's a good way to make emotions tangible, make topics visible. Um, yeah, it's just and it, it makes you think and, and feel in a way that you never thought you could think or feel or expose yeah. you to, to concepts that you might not normally come into into contact with exactly and I think it's also about the people that you meet along the way because so many people come in and and go I mean as also as a freelancer now um being full-time creator for a whole year now which is yay um <laughs> it's actually just taking in the you know the people that come in and whatever walk of walk you know walks of life they're coming from and just being a bit more aware that the the world is bigger and smaller at the same time than we think it is um and just yeah be, being a open minded is what drama school really yeah <laughs> i don't know if i answered your question there but no, yeah totally i reckon we we touched on a lot so absolutely um, but obviously throughout all this this journey going through drama school and and, and working on the different shows and and now potentially writing but how was it that you you came into me we spoke to Rishab a little bit last week who you mentioned <laughs> you were potentially a bit hesitant at first about Mira but how how did that kind of experience of starting out how did it evolve since your yeah first gen, your well first I mean audition? to to backtrack a little bit last year my 2018 I really leaned into my um producer and writing brain um so I sort of sort of took a step back in terms of performing and then when 2019 started I was like this time I'm going to dedicate my craft to you know my first love which is performance and acting and then I saw Mita's um audition notice and I was like this is great conversations of love that transcends language and culture with you know south asian creatives from gold coast as well as people that you know are, that are from auckland and then i was like drama and dance and i've been really interested in you know being more involved in my dancer brain i guess and i saw the audition and i just went for it. i was really impulsive actually so i just applied and then as soon as i got the audition notice i, I had a bit of a a pushback in terms of because being so involved in the um in the asian creative sector in Auckland I you know the 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 classic um cultural appropriation came to mind and I was like I felt I felt like I was stepping on toes and essentially getting myself in in a role that I may not deserve or may not be fit for um 
even though I'm a Southeast Asian. Um, but, you know, I was just like, this This is a beautiful North Indian love story. What What the hell is a Filipino, you know, born and raised in New Zealand doing with the show? So I messaged people I trusted and one of them being Rashab and he was like, um, I messaged him, hey, uh, I... I'm a bit, you know, apprehensive about this. And he was like, well, call me. And instantly I got in touch and he talked through what the whole idea of the meta company is and how they really wanted to talk about love through diversity. And again, the, the conversation of the themes um, that transcends culture and language. And it's something I'm definitely exploring with my, with the, the work I'm writing as well. And I was like, yes, let's talk about love and let's talk about unity and communities coming together. I'm very grateful that I'm super supported by my um, Asian community here in Auckland, specifically my dramaturg being an incredible human being, Ahi Karanaharan, um, an incredible South Asian writer. And he's so wholeheartedly supports my mahi my work and I was like why not do the same back you know why 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 not so once I had the conversation with Rashab he was like just come to rehearsal if you have questions come in and ask and then I met um Chamka and Artie and as soon as Artie came into the room I'm very big on gut instincts and I just felt really warm and welcomed by Artie's presence and when she started talking I was I instantly felt at ease and the hesitation sort of left the window and in the room and I was like cool I'll I'll audition my little tush off and we'll see what happens <laughs> make this my own yeah absolutely and it's 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 I'm so grateful and, and glad that, that you did because it's been so so great to to watch and see some of the the pictures and the content that's been coming through and seeing your your involvement with the team and the seeing you there alongside them is it's great to have so many different people from so many different backgrounds you talk about that um potential cultural cultural uh, cultural conflict that you are feeling but mm. that's in essence what mirror and wild dreamer is all about being no mm -hmm. matter what boundary where you're from what your background is it, it's all just this in net collaboration between just amazing mm. talent so and i mean i find that my great purpose in this play is is not to it's not to bring not necessarily to overshadow what i have to bring but i'm here to serve the story i'm here to serve the characters and the history that meta and Archie's trying to bring on and as an actor, it's my job to do my research. It's my job to read. It's my job to be involved in the conversations because I have so much to learn. And it's, if anything, I find that that's one of the most, you know, the, the, the blessings of doing what I do is that I get to dive into these lives and stories and listen, essentially, um, listen to other people's stories and learn from that. And how can we open up those conversations and, strengthen the community um but yeah i'm i'm just a sponge i always i always say that i'm a sponge and i'm i'm here to take in and i'm here to do my job <laughs> that's amazing now can you tell us a bit about the story that you'll be telling this year for mira do you are you playing someone in the show what's what's your involvement and, and how does that look yeah so i am really lucky to play Udubai. um i am a i'm a villain a joyful villain. Um, and I am 
in the play to support my two brothers, one whom is a king and one who is played by uh, Rishabh, and I'm there to stir things up. <laughs> I don't know how much I can say. <laughs> I think that is a pretty good way to, to sum it up. You are yeah. someone who, I guess, doesn't see perfectly eye to eye with, with Mira's intentions or, or her, her desire and divine inside. Yeah, um, and she's the perfect conflict of um, what modern feminism is trying to say. And it's, it's, it's really interesting being, being, a, being a feminist and being, you know, playing the character that opposes that is, is a challenge. But at the same time, yes, let's amplify this so we know how wrong it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you talked a bit about the research that you've been doing for the character and the show. What, what kind of research have you been up to? What have you, what have you learned about it? Mm, well, the thing is, I, I'm, so, I'm so grateful because uh, Artie's been so involved and just been essentially giving us everything we need to know. So it's made my life so much easier. Um, but in terms of really just looking into what Meta is about and what she represents, and even before I got all the info, I was like, it's really interesting how her representation of love or her definition of love is very closely linked to religion and faith and 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 what those you know the gray lines are around love because it isn't just black and white it's so convoluted by you know what or, or, or we we decide to make it complicated anyway when really it's so pure and it's so genuine and we just cluster it with all this crap that doesn't really need to be there um but yeah, just really deconstructing who Mira is, which informs, I guess, my intentions as the villain on how to fight against all the great and good and love that she's trying to share to the people and in the story. So, yeah. It is. It's, it's almost like a really, because um, I know I've, I saw, got to see the show last year. It's almost like a real conflict. You mm. you'll have this you're just wanting to mirror to push and, and go towards her, her love and what she's passionate about. But you have this, this, this twist in the story that is just, it's holding her back. And all you want to yeah. do is just, just watch her go free. So I know I, I can't wait to see your uh, representation of Udabai. Uh -huh. it it's going to be amazing. It's, it's one, still one evolving. It's still growing right now. I'm excited to, um, the upcoming rehearsals and yeah, she's forever growing Udubai. Um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta love and hate your character. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all a balance. It's all a balance. But um, I know you guys have the costume rehearsals coming up in a few days, yeah. um, but how, how are the rehearsals panning out this year? Is everything coming together good? Absolutely. I think um, it's been a really interesting challenge having uh, the team split and um, being Gold Coast and the other half, you know, the other part being in Auckland. But it's been really good working closely with um, Shah, the producer, and Rishabh in terms of rehearsal space. And it's really cool seeing how people step up in terms of, you know, being the core leaders, being still being in Gold Coast, um, and to see how what us seniors here in Auckland can do to sort of assist and uplift and essentially, um, you know, help help with the making of of the bigger rehearsals that are yet to come. And it's been such a joy working with the with the younger community of Meta, um, just because you learn so much from them. And the, one of the last rehearsals we did, we were practicing with um, little Lola and Jeet, who um, uh, uh, t baby Meta and baby uh, Krishna. 
And it's just so cool seeing people or little kids teach the adults how how easy it is to express love, you know, and how innocent and how humbling it is. And I think, you know, the adults have a lot to learn from, from the little ones. Um, yeah. I totally agree. You often, you often get that wisdom comes with age, but yeah. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that children, especially the, the younger they are, the almost the more unfiltered they are. Yeah. They don't, they don't have those, those judgments or societal kind of expectations, or they're not even considering any of that. And, and all it is mm. coming from them is just raw expression, raw emotion. And I, I think that's what, again, makes it so amazing to see all these young performers on stage as well. And just expressing that it is so, so cool to see. And, yeah. And I'm really stoked that the story of Mira does evolve from, you know, across the generation and really portraying that the, the commitment, the utter commitment to what love is and holding on to that from such a young age until, until, you know, until she's older and when life tries to bog her down. But yeah, it's a, it's a really strong and powerful narrative and I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to see it come together for May. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be coming together at ASB Waterfront Theatre, but have yes. you, have you performed in this theatre before? Have you been there? Have you seen it? I have not, but I have worked there as a stage manager before, and I'm really excited to finally be on that stage. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's it's. I, I keep telling my mum um that it's yeah. Well, it is the it's the biggest it's the biggest stage I'll be performing in, and I'm extremely excited. And I'm you know when you when you train for something and it comes to a point when you're like, great, now I can actually apply you know the training and the patience to do something this you know to the scale i yeah you kind of don't want to mess it up <laughs> absolutely it is it's it's only that last year it was only one night obviously we have six nights this year over the long weekend but it is it's all about that particular six, moment shows. On six shows six shows six shows yeah. three nights yes um, but yeah just about that that only you know, it is your moment on stage when you are delivering those lines it's not like a, a movie you can redo that take it is there and then in that moment so mm. it is it's amazing and that's one of the beauty i think of theater is that it's so ephemeral it only exists in that moment and whatever happens is is live and it's real and people need to take it in with all the you know the the well rehearsed as well as you know there are accidents that happen every now and then so i think as an audience i look out for those and i yeah. think it makes the show even better I think that's what makes it so much more of that immersive experience is mm. you are just there in that experience, in that world for that, that short time. Exactly. Um, but we've spoken a bit about Auckland and now I must say your Instagram is literally one of my favourite to follow. It's absolutely <laughs> full of amazing photos and updates and everything that you're up to and what's going on in the Auckland theatre scene. But can you tell us a bit about what the creative community or the, the theatre industry, what it's, what it's like to be a creative professional in Auckland right now? What, what is that kind of vibe like? Right now, the vibe is that be, being one of the practitioners in the creative arts and being a, a woman of colour as well. I think it's a very different conversation if you ask anyone else. But for me at the moment, I have a, I have a big job. I have a big job to to assist in the conversation to amplify the stories not just my own but you know all of the stories that I'm unable to tell because it's not my story to tell but it's for someone else and it's my job to assist and support and 
and and get, make a platform for that and and like I was saying before is that right now stories of migrants and people of color is what we we need to to have these important conversations that I think people people need to hear not 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 even just hear but people need to listen to because I find that that is you know not being heard or not having the space to even be able to share your voice is the 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 crux of all the problems the fact that you know people are so misunderstood and so unwelcomed and the the arts at the moment is very shaken but also coming together with the same mission to yeah to be well to be welcoming to to these to these voices and right now for me specifically um I I've been really supported by Proudly Asian Theatre Company to uh, also represent and make Filipino stories visible, um, not just through my work, but through the stories that I want to assist and the creatives that I want to um, help, essentially, because I find that even just here in, in Auckland, there's such a massive Filipino community, but I find that we're so underrepresented and so invisible in the arts and the media, um, being the third largest Asian population in New Zealand. And New Zealand isn't, you know, that big, but I've, you know, we, we, you don't, you don't seem to see us anywhere, but we're everywhere. Yeah. So at the moment, that is my my mission to change that, and yeah. How how do we? Because you know, when 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 we talk about representation, it's not just to be seen; it's also to be recognized and acknowledged that there are these people in the community that exist, that are working hard, and they work hard to be here. And having that acknowledgement, I think, just makes the world easier to be in knowing that you exist. And I think, and I think that's not just for the Filipino community; that's for that's for everyone. You know, that's that's why we need to strive to, you know, to be diverse and to be inclusive. And, you know, the the this, this, this story is endless. There's a there's a lot. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And um, it is all about working hard. And I think even more so in light of everything that has been happening in New Zealand and, mm. and being on almost the world stage, it is almost like it is. You can really see just the in that community that that exists and mm. and just these these almost unspoken relationships between everyone that appears to be in in often mm. just clamming together and and being mm. one and mm. i can see that people people here are definitely working working to to make the shift and to 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 make things happen but I, I but i think we can we can always do more we can always do more and we can always do it better um but yeah there's a shift and i can see it and i can feel it and i'm i'm riding the wave Absolutely, or I'm and, making the wave. I don't know. And, and Mira hopes to be a tsunami in helping that, <laughs> that goal to come to life because that is all yes. we want to do is create these these connections between just pure talent and passionate people, um, amazing people in the local community and, and, and bring into life something really beautiful. Mm. So I know I, I, I truly cannot wait to see it this year. But something we got to ask Wishab last week that I would love to ask you now, Mira 2019. Who will you be bringing to the show? Will it be family, friends? Like who's who's on the ticket list? It'll be my mum and my dad. Wow. My ma and my pa. Yeah. Well, as soon as I got the role, I told my my ma that I was doing it, and that it, she we were she was you know my mum's my biggest fan. Yeah. So you like clear the schedule. 
Yeah, I was because my whanau's in Christchurch, my family's in Christchurch, and I was like, come up, see the show. But yeah, I'm, I'm big, big on family, big on the conversation of love for you know your your your, your whanau, as we say here. Um, but yeah, that's everyone else can buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And look, we definitely want to um, wish all of our thoughts with your family and hope that they are doing well in in light of the recent times. I know that um, all Wild Dreamer just wants to send out positive thoughts for everyone in, in New Zealand. Thank um, you. But I must say, um, thank you ever so much for your time today. It has been so great to hear, hear your perspective again um, from Auckland as such an up and coming theatre professional. It is so great to work with such passionate, um, exciting people like you. It is, is bringing the show to life like nobody else could. It's, thank you, thank it's you. Thank amazing. you for making time for me, George. Hey, it is, it is my pleasure. <laughs> I am the blessed one here. So, look, for everyone else, you can catch me and you can catch Marion actually on stage this May and June at ASB Waterfront Theatre. Um, tickets are available now, aren't they, Marion? Yes, they are. I think I, I, may, I may be wrong, but early bird is still a thing. Absolutely. If you, you want to get in there. off each ticket purchase, which is just insane. There's even more if a family is coming, you get more discounts. So yeah. That's amazing. So it's and an ideal time to book. Um, but we will be there 31st of May, 1st of June and 2nd of June. That's right. And you can follow our whole story online. You can follow it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to go. Search for Mira and you'll catch us. And for that, you'll catch us next time on MiraCast. But thank you, Marianne. Thank you. Today. It's been so great to talk. And I'm sure we'll be seeing so much more of you online as well. <laughs> follow me on Instagram if you want. <laughs> and what was your Instagram? Um, at Marianne underscore Infante, infant plus an E at the end. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, and we will definitely be talking to you soon. Amazing. Thank you, George. Thanks, Marianne. Bye. Bye.